Man, why doesn't anybody like me? I just, I do Whether everything I can. it be in the morning or the I'm afternoon, really, it just, really it never How seems... How am I ever going to get ahead? There's no way I can keep it. I just don't have any time for me anymore. My missus should just... I try talking to the guys and they just don't understand it. So, here's a thought. Let's change the way we deal with the office fuckhead. Hey there. Welcome. Let's all hold hands and take a trip back in time using the magic of some very questionable voice acting. I'm just not mentally equipped to deal with this right now. I'm, I need a fart as well. I'm worried it might be a shard. Oh, she's looking at me. Rory! Jess, hey, what's up? I just noticed that you haven't done a social post today. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Allow me to bend over to receive. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm getting pumped and they want those creative bumpers done today. So. Okay, we're just getting, we're going to get in trouble, aren't we? Like if we don't do one. So can you just like make sure you have that done today? You're not even my boss. Why are you telling me what to do? We're literally on the same salary. In fact, I think I make more. Wow, I'm so underpaid. Okay, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Thank you. You're welcome. Pretends to write a note in diary, but instead draws a lopsided membrum virili. Oh, that's Latin for penis, FYI. Oh, by the way, don't forget to tag the client. You forgot last week and, like, we just can't keep making mistakes, okay? Like, I expect you to learn from them. Have you ever wondered why there always happens to be that person in your immediate space that's difficult to deal with? Whether it's your social or business groups, there there just always happens to be that one person that makes every single interaction that you have difficult, never seems to agree with what you have to say and having a conversation with them in general is like stepping through a minefield like that. (laughs) This person I like to call the office fuckhead. And today we're going to take a deep sensual dive. Why does that sound weird? Into understanding our office fuckhead that much better. No, we need, we need a better sound than that. It's got to be professional, you know. Oh, well, that's obviously too much, but I think you get the point. Just like we can be confident the sun will rise and fall every single day or that there has literally never, ever been a good M. Night Shyamalan movie and no, the happening was not good, it was, it was dreadful. It is inevitable that we are going to run into the office fuckhead, which to appease the Karen who's, you know, already punching out a complaint about me using fuck too often we'll refer to as here on out the OF, yeah? Now, as I said earlier, you will encounter this personality outside of work, but statistically, most of you who emailed me have described that person in your workplace. So we'll just use the workplace as the environment, the main area of focus during our little chat today. Plus, office fuckhead just sounds catchy. I mean OF. Sorry, Karen. The OF is just the difficult one. Plain and simple. It is as straightforward as that. And the chances are, if you're in a workplace of more than two people, you probably already know who the OF is. Probably a few of you going, oh yeah, that's right, that's Barry. In fact, here's some weird trivia. If you just started a business, every single person that you employ actually increases the probability of you coming into contact with the OF, unless you are the OF. In that case, you wouldn't agree with any of that because hashtag you're the OF, hashtag office fuckhead, hashtag sorry Karen. The OF for me was, is, um, and always likely will be a woman named Jess. Every single time that she interacts with me, she's difficult. There is never really common ground. Uh, We never see eye to eye. Uh, She's very easy to anger. She's hard to calm. And she comes across 99% of the time as, as quite rude. In fact, really rude. And she is the one in our workplace that everybody has recognised needs to be given a wide berth. And if you do have a conversation with her, you need to guide her through it safely like she's got little floaties on. 
So why is this person always the one that comes up in conversation as, as negative? Why is this person, the OF detested, you know, the, the bird shit on our newly washed Prius, the, the fart that unexpectedly turned into a shart, the, the fungal infection after a satisfying, albeit brief, night of lovemaking? I mean, I have five emails from five of you who've brought up exactly the same thing. And I've experienced it too. The OF. Why are they difficult? Well, that's an easy question to answer right off the bat because they feel uncomfortable to be around. They generate feelings that we associate as bad. That's it. So we label them as negative. I mean, we've been doing this for thousands of years, especially with our thoughts and feelings. If anxiety and depression were people in our office, they too would be the OF, you know, the ones that make us feel uncomfortable, the ones that the ones that make things more difficult, exhausting. If there was one person at work we'd expect to defecate in the photocopier, it would be them. (laughs) I'm just imagining that. That is dreadful. Just that kind of person. And in contrast, we tend to idolise the go-getter, the the happy-go-lucky people. We want more of them and less of the OF. Give us more of the happy people. Think of that one person in your office who's like that. You know what I mean? Always happy, always enjoyable. It's just brilliant. It's effortless. And we do idolise them because having them around makes us feel good. However, as we've learned, or will learn, just like our thoughts and feelings, there is no such thing as good and bad. There is only that value that we have applied to something. Now, you can agree with this idea as much as you want, for as long as you want, but at the end of the day, the reality is that the difference between what is good and what is bad is how you judge it, how you value it. I mean, this isn't Christianity here. We're not, and we're not marked judging people, sending them into the Egyptian afterlife. It, it, it's just how you value it. Truth bomb, truth bomb explosion. Um, well, that's all well and good, I hear you say. But uh, what are we supposed to do, Rory, about this person? How do we deal with them? Good question. Meredith, I don't, I don't know what your name is. Let's answer that question with a good old-fashioned tangent. Let's imagine for a second that your workplace, and again, we're using that example, but the same will apply if you're encountering this in a social group. Imagine that it is an ecosystem hidden away in the Vale de Javari, the most untouched, isolated part of the Amazon rainforest. And in this ecosystem, which I definitely did not Google via Wikipedia, are 16 different personalities. That's true, by the way. 16. I mean, that blew my little brain when I discovered that. Let's continue on with our story. Uh, And all of these are different. There's the diplomats, and in that species, the INFPA, the mediator, the one that recharges by being on their own, but often incredibly creative, kind, supportive, turbulent as fuck, but a beautiful smile and maybe has a receding hairline. That's me, by the way. Over there, there's the analysts and the ENTJA, also known as the commander, bold, imaginative, strong-willed, finding a a way or making one. The Sentinels over the other side. Among them, the ISTJA, the logistician, the fact-minded one who loves numbers and gets off on graphs. Oh, yeah. Increased probability. Oh. Um. (laughs) Sorry. Then there's the explorers. All right, you get the point, yeah? In each of these four species of personalities, there are four different categories. And then... There's the intricate subcategories and then the intricate subcategories off the subcategories. And hidden in all of that, in all of that, is our little OF. These traits, as in being a human being, is, is 
incredibly unique. Our subtle nuances, our passions, interests, quirks, and then throw in conditional upbringing and our own varied experiences and shit gets very, very different very, very quickly. And in your workplace, in mine, all of these just get chucked in together. And if you go to another workplace, well, you're going to see exactly the same thing again and again and again. And hopefully by this point, you're starting to realize those different spaces that you've been in and gone, oh yeah, there was that person. I saw that person, that sort of personality type again here, yada, yada, yada. I mean, even the local book club probably has an OF that's reminding Jeremy he, I don't know, let the group down by forgetting to kill a mockingbird because classic OF things. Now, this is important because it reminds us that we don't get to pick and choose who is around us. And just like our feelings, the more that we make peace with that inevitability of the OF-edness of your workplace, the easier and the better everything is going to be, and especially your mental health. That's the biggest thing. The answer here, the answer to all of this is acceptance. And that's fucking hard because you don't want to do that, do you? (laughs) You don't want to do that. Deep down, you don't. I feel like I can imagine the thought process in your head right now. It's like, it's so hard to entertain that idea. Like somehow, if you even give this person an inch of ground, you're letting yourself down. You're selling yourself out. You're like, I don't know, England in 1938, giving Hitler whatever the fuck he wanted. The Rhineland, sure. Sudetenland doesn't care. Not su- you know, it's, This isn't surprising. I mean, how could we be okay with this when the way that the OF behaves is totally foreign to us? I mean, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't say those things. After all, that's What makes the OF the OF? How do we be okay with accepting this person? I'll answer that by asking a question. If this personality trait is part of them, just like how you behave is part of you, do you really expect to change them? And answer that question truthfully, because after all, this is your takeaway. It's not mine. I'm not telling you what to think. This is for you to discover yourself if you want to. Do you expect to change them? Is all that time and energy that you're investing into this, into changing them, getting frustrated with them, brooding about their behavior, emailing me, achieving anything, is it? If this was a financial transaction, if you were trying to get some goods and services for the money or the effort that you were putting in, are you getting a return here? Or is this all just pissing you off? The hard truth Cue, cue the hard truth sound. The hard truth is the reason why they piss you off is because you are struggling with the way they behave. And there might be someone going, no shit, Rory. Think about it. There is no right and there is no wrong here. It's a waste of energy to try and answer this question in that way. It doesn't apply here. This isn't a maths equation. Or we're dealing with people. Whilst they are behaving in a certain way that, yes, it's uncomfortable and, yes, it doesn't feel good, You also need to acknowledge perhaps that you are making this all much worse by struggling with them because you can't change them. Do you remember that story I told you at the start about Jess being a classic OF? The really fucked up thing. She actually had no idea that she was coming across as rude. I actually found out later when I was walking to the kitchen, I overheard her having a conversation that she was trying to stop me from getting in trouble. She was displaying compassion in this conversation, saying to her colleague that she was concerned that I might get in trouble by my boss for not doing the job correctly and that she was concerned about that. And that blew my mind. I was like, wow, she's actually trying to help me. 
I thought she was having a go at me. And for like six hours, I was brooding about, oh, just fucking having a go at me again. If we constantly look back and look through the shit, look through our insecurities, our own hang-ups about how we think people should behave, yes, even if they are being difficult, I get it, often we will objectively see what is driving a person, what their honest motivation really is. Because no one intentionally is trying to be a dick. It's very rare that's going to happen. There's always something beneath. And often, if not always, that motivation for this person is something pure and compassionate at heart. It's just been lost in communication through their hashtag OF tendencies. Now, this doesn't make it easy by any means. I mean, our human impulse when we detect or infer something that doesn't align with the way that we think or want to feel is just to shut it down and judge it. But we're also unique, extremely unique. As um, I get fact-checked here, but I hope not. We are the only organism on this planet that can also consciously evaluate the way we think. Consciousness. And why. To question, to learn, to rewire our thought patterns over time. There is something deeper here behind the OF that hopefully you haven't understood until now. That they are just like us. They're fallible. They're dealing with their own demons. They're trying to live their lives the best way that they can and communicating their ideas the way they see fit. It just so happens that you don't really like that. There's probably a lot of people who don't really like that, but you're one of them. And that's okay. I mean, just like they accept your uniqueness, you can accept theirs. You want to make this ride as easy as possible and you don't want to be investing energy and time and, and effort into something that you're not getting a return on. And trying to change someone is not going to be a profitable use of your energy. It is much better just to accept and understand, empathize and be compassionate as to why they behave the way they behave. It doesn't excuse behavior if they're being very rude. I mean, there are definitely some splinters off of this that require more investigation. But generally speaking, it is best for you to accept and understand than try and change. When it comes to people, it's just impossible to try and change them especially if they're an adult. Maybe if they're four years old, but when they're a, you know, a 26 or 27-year-old adult, that's 27 years that they've been thinking the same way. You're not going to change that in a couple of years that you spend with them in an office and interact with them maybe for two hours a day. Jess and I are friends. I like her. I appreciate her difference. She still, I tell you, she shits me to tears sometimes, but I understand here it's nothing personal. This is just her, and I really don't need to waste energy on trying to change her or wishing to change her. Just simply accepting her for who she is. So, here's a thought. Let's change the way that we deal with the office fuckhead. 